Hey guys, this is Wolf with your weekly howl. We're just coming at you with the playoff analysis for the first round, and Coast is going to be narrating his awards. This is going to be sick. I'm joined with Coast, Uncle Scory, and Mac. I don't know if they're going to say hi or not. Yo, yo. Hello. I might. No, he might. All right. <laughs> so the regular season is over. The bottom four teams are out, so we're not even going to discuss them, but I'm sure some of them are going to get some shit. That's how it goes on the howl. Okay, first series. We got Nunavut first place against Henderson eighth place. Uh, in my opinion, I think even though Nunavut is kind of a meme about you know choking in the first round, that's Nunavut fashion. I really can't see Henderson taking this series. As we've said all season, they have no goaltending. And I really think Henderson is only I, – I don't know if they should be in the playoffs. I think they got by with a lot of other teams having bad luck or mismanaging the lines. The line. mm-hmm. So, I'm going with Nunavut. I want to say – you know, I think Henderson has one good line. So, I'll say Nunavut in five. But I'm going strong, Nunavut, on this. Coast, your team, what do you think? I mean, I think – sorry, everything's loading right now. Like I said – you know, Henderson does have a very strong first line. And after that, you know, they don't have too, too much. And the goaltending is a big worry. You know, 10 goaltenders and over half of them are not playoff eligible. You know, 11 games played at the 9 and 8. But, I mean, it's a, the, save percentage, the save percentage is horrendous on them. So, I feel very confident in my boys. You know, I think we have three strong goaltenders this season. Like we didn't have that last season, and we have the depth. So um, um, anything can happen in these playoffs. But I'm gonna say maybe maybe they take us to six. So I'm gonna go for my team. I'm very confident. Um, I'm gonna take it from here and say um, I think none of what's definitely got the upper hand on this series. Uh, like you said well, earlier, Wolves. I think Henderson uh, hung on by a thread there. Um, I think they just fell apart a little bit there mid-season. They had a really hot start, but, I mean, looking at the stats for none of it here, you got Alphex, Fallen, Turris, Rockus, Kosper. I mean, this team's got it all. The goaltending's amazing, which is the biggest uh, struggle in Henderson. So, I think uh, my guess here is Nighthawks in six. Well, I'm going to just uh... – comply with the rest of my uh, broadcast partners here. Uh, I said last couple weeks, I think Nudavut is the real deal. I think they've learned they have the depth now. Um, I, I'm going to go even further on this. Um, love to my boy Goose, you know, but uh, I see Nudavut in a quick and easy sweep here. Um, mm. Nudavut is just too strong for Henderson. Maybe Henderson gets lucky and takes one, but uh, I, I, I'm calling a sweep for Coast and Nunavut in this one. Put him into round two right now. Take, Damn. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Oh, you got Mac and Take Coast. it to the bank, baby. Saying Nunavut in six. Me and, I'm saying five. Scory staying five if they get lucky. He's staying a sweep. Coast, tell us, does your past seasons of losing in the first round haunt you a little bit? Does it worry? Of course, you? I go. I go into every single first round, and I'm worried that it's going to be an upset, you know. But I think this season we're a lot more organized. 
We've got built-in lines into our Discord where everyone's communicating with each other. And we have some line matching and some surprises that we think that we're going to pull with uh, Henderson here. So we'll see if what they can do. With that surprise, I changed mine to Game 7 for none of it now. I mean, honestly, um, I'm, I'm going to change mine. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Nunavut in three now, just because Mac said that. <laughs> Mac, honestly, Mac, why'd you change it to Game Seven? No, no, I was only joking. You said you got a surprise. Oh, I was, I was just joking because you should probably shouldn't pull a surprise in playoffs just in case. I mean, but, with uh, the no, with the lineup. Uh... With the lineup none of it has now, I think if they somehow oh, lose to Henderson, well, we're not you, we're not changing up too much from our lineup. If, if you lose to Henderson, you should just rebrand your team next season. Like, just yeah. I will. I want <laughs> no, no, no. If you lose to Henderson, not only should you quit, um, oh but God. you should, but you should but you should put whoever plays Henderson into the finals uh, game one. <laughs> wow! All right, so we'll. Yeah, we'll get on with it here, but uh, so everybody's strong on Nunavut. I think they're definitely a heavy, heavy favorite. Uh, round yeah. two, we got Darnia and Tennessee. My thoughts, uh, you know, Tennessee was involved in that shiesty trade, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding this team. I, You know, Sarnia, on the other hand, if you look at Sarnia, they barely played three lines this season, so they don't – doesn't look like they have a lot of depth. If anything, the – Sarnia looks like Nunavut did last season. They look really strong, but when it comes to depth, who knows, they might fall apart. I still got to give it to Sarnia just because I think Tennessee really doesn't have shit after one. Out of five or six games, I don't think Tennessee will, will just lay down, but I'm going with Sarnia and six. Coast. See, I have to agree with you in most points there. You know, I really want to like Tennessee, but after – you know, they have a line and a half. They got Razor Guards, Can, uh, Cough, and USA Caulfield. I'm noticing something here. Guys, he's not playoff eligible. He's only got five games played. So that does make a what? Big difference. Yeah, he's got five games Wait, played. Did he come down from my three, though? Oh, maybe. Okay, so he might be eligible. He might be fine. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, but after those guys I listed, you know, like Wolf said, it just it just falls right off. And, but if they, I don't know how to explain this, but Sarnia, see, Sarnia doesn't have that much depth either. This is a tough one. I don't know. I'm going to say, I think this is going to go to game seven. I'm going to take Sarnia. I got to take Sarnia. Seven. This was actually a hard one, man. They both don't have depth. I don't know, Mac, what do you think? Um, You know what, Coast? Um, You pretty well read my mind for the most part here. The only thing I do want to point out there before I give you my final thoughts is um, your thing with uh, USA Caulfield there. Um, yep. Aside from being playoff eligible, uh, he's not even able to play in round one due to the full trade Shicey thing trade. that happened. Uh, yeah, so he's so what happened there? Let out. everyone know what happened with that trade. So basically what happened was Tennessee traded a player off that wasn't available for a full week for playoffs mm. or before playoffs. And, and knew it. And knew and, it. Yeah. Okay, and, and knew it and never disclosed that with the person in Chicago who we traded him for. So when Chicago found out, they said, yeah. hey, okay. But they both came to an agreement that USA Caulfield will not play until round two of playoffs, which will huh. be when Chicago's player that they received from Tennessee 
is back and able to play. So that changes a lot then, because now they can't play uh, the two Caulfield uh, That's right. buddies. So I'm going to change right. mine to uh, Sarnia and six, because I think that Tennessee's top line will win both their games. That's my prediction. And then still the Sarnia Steel Wings are going to just take over from there and maybe win four straight if uh, Tennessee comes out with their top line. And, so, uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm thinking either that uh, five or six for Sarnia as well. The only uh, thing that might change Tennessee – is if for somehow in some way they, you know, they split one series with Sarnia's mm-hmm. top line, they might stand a game seven and win it, but it's it's ours, man. I Sarnia. And oh, I want to I want to hear Scory's thoughts. <laughs> here we go. Uh, well, um, I'm kind of in agreement with the bunch again here. Um, I think that uh, well, again, I think the trade was snaky. I think Tennessee got off light in the, you know, punishment, if you will, on that. Um, I, I see Tennessee, I mean, they just had Lundquist, who they was a huge player. You know, he's, they picked him up in the RA draft, ready to go, could have, like, solidified that second line. He's a no-show. He's been striked. Um, uh, and again, with USA Caulfield being out for the first round, uh, I, I I don't see Tennessee having much here. Um, well. Now, I, I, I will give Tennessee their due. They have gone to the finals the last two seasons, right? Higher seed, but still, they've gone to the finals. So they have the experience. They know how to get it done. But I just uh, – I, I think Sarni is too powerful in this one. Uh, maybe not the depth of some other teams, but uh, – I'm going to give it to Sarnia in six. Uh, I think Tennessee will probably put up a little bit of a fight, but uh, Sarnia in six, take it to the bank. Well, yeah, you see, you know, I forgot about the Caulfield uh, debacle and him being suspended. So I would actually change it to a Sarnia sweep, to be honest, because you've basically got Tennessee who has, now with Caulfield, they have like what, one good line. So they're going to blow their load early. And, you know, Sarnia's got at least two good lines. So, if Sarnia can beat them that one good line, then I think Tennessee has jack shit to throw in for game three and four. I think Sarnia could sweep. And I, I actually hate to even say this, and I hate to put it out there, but Nathan has been known to know what he's doing with the lines, get them in at a certain time, at the proper time. So, I, I mean, I, I won't sleep on Tennessee. I think they're definitely capable of the upset but i don't see it um i think i think sarnia's got this one all right so everybody's going with sarnia they're, they're the so far we're just going with the top teams uh series three third place is chicago against a sixth place texas i mean honestly i'm not going to say much we all know texas has just been rolling down that shit hill one day after another I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chicago and four. That's all I'm gonna say. Coast. All right. So, and it's not even because they're facing Texas at all, in which I agree with you completely. Texas is having a really rough go going into these playoffs. But Chicago, if we're talking about depth, and I'm even gonna maybe even put it over my team. I don't know. Chicago has probably one of the best depth teams in the league, and I think they are ready for these playoffs, and I think they're gonna go far. 
And I think I see them as a championship team, you know, in the finals and whatever. But I know this is just round one. So I think they're honestly going to absolutely sweep Texas for nothing because I love this team and their depth is amazing. So, yeah, sweep for nothing for uh, Chicago. Yeah, I'm pretty well going to be agreeing with you here. This is, uh, again, I think a couple teams might put up a fight against Chicago, but I don't think it's. I, I seriously can't see Tennessee or Texas, sorry, uh, standing a chance there against this team. Maybe they end up with one win, and I really highly doubt that. They mm-hmm. seem to be having issues here, but well, the depth on Chicago was just insanity. It just it before, is fantastic. Before Scory goes here, I just want to say also, if Chicago does lose to Texas, it'll be the biggest upset in the finals. I think. Oh no. fuck yeah! No. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Texas is struggling right yeah. now, big time. All right, Scory, what's your take? Uh, well, I mean, I, I can't disagree with anything that uh, anyone has said thus far. Um, this could have been a case of maybe Nikki P being too nice a guy throughout the season, uh, not putting that hammer down until it was a bit late. Um, but, again, Texas had some issues and player availability and egoing and la, 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 la down the line. But you know what? I'm going to go against the grain here. Uh, I think Chicago is fantastic. Um, I agree with what Costa. I think they have the great depth. And But uh, there's always going to be a round one upset, and Uncle's going to give it to Texas in this one. I think Texas in seven. You're um, out of your mind. I, I may be out of my mind, too. Uh, but uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna go Texas in seven. Uh, I'll just go wow. against the grain for this one, and uh, we'll see what uh, Texas has because they they do have some solid players in the lineup. Whether they show up to play, that's to be seen. Um, I can also see a Chicago sweep as well, but I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go uh, Texas in seven. Yo, Mac, did you sell Scory some bad weed today or something like? Yeah, I put a little bit of rupees in his cereal. Oh, fuck. Put something in it for him to say Texas. All right. So we all say Chicago, and we're all right. Scory's smoking some weird drugs. We'll move on. Next series, tennis. Um, Ontario and Cape Red. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be the series to watch this first round. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really going to say much. Uh, I think it's going to – honestly, I think this series, both teams are good. I think it's going to come down to a matter of who's got the better availability to be, able, to be able to put the proper pieces in the proper place at the right time. Uh, as, as the Ontario owner, we're not taking Cape Breton lightly. Uh, we've definitely prepped a lot of our guys on what's going to happen because we know Mac is going to pull – so we're not taking a play, and uh, I I actually think it's going to be the series to watch. If I was to call it, I mean, I got to go with my own team, but I think it's going to go to game seven. And uh, that's really all I'm going to say about it is, like, we respect them and we're ready for it. And watch. What do you think, Coach? So I completely agree with you. Um, I have both the MSOs pulled up here, and I'm just, you know, I'm looking at both these teams, both the rosters, and everything is so identical apart that Joey, you know, he's the rookie of the season. He's got 102 points, but then you got Broxy over there with 91. You know, both 26 games played. Goalies, you know, we got each has a decent goalie, and then there is a goalie struggling from each team, but they all have three goalies. 
that are ready to play and they they have honestly really really equivalent stats you know these teams are very evenly matched and i don't know yeah i agree this is going to be the series to watch you, you know coach <laughs> that that was my deciding factor i think I think Ontario, I think the one thing we beat Cape Breton in is our goaltending. I think everything else is even as it could be. Yeah, I mean, Stink Wrinkles is a really good goalie. You're a decent goalie. Cretella is a nice sleeper pick here for a goalie. Not many people talk about him, and he can really, like, make some really, really much-needed saves. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with uh, Mac over here with goalie. I haven't really seen him play. And neither Astro Temple is a decent goalie. You know, it is going to come down to the. You goal know tender. what? And you but know you know what? what? Is, uh, I want to say one more thing. I want where Cape Breton does beat Ontario is in their defense. Having Twilight back there as your, I don't know, I'm assuming it'd be first or second line or whatever. But then you got Fly; he can go back there on D. Like they have really, really good defense. But then Ontario has better forwards. You got Marky Mark. You got Carter. You got Desmarais. You got Joey. So, uh, <laughs> this is such a hard series, man. I know, right? It's almost too hard to pick who's going to win. Go, Mac. All right. Know. So the the one thing I want to point out here is the biggest goaltender that's been slept on is Pasta. Um, I think a lot of people know him as a forward. Uh, this guy has incredible stats as a goaltender, actually. It doesn't show too much in I3J, but uh, I've played with this guy for years. He's my in-real-life buddy. And, you know, at first when he stepped in his goaltender before, he wasn't as good as he is now. I played with him in a lot of pubs in other leagues. And even I3J watching him, the guy playing out on bad server ping is just incredible. The guy can stand on his head and make these really big saves. And I think that's going to make the biggest difference here. We got McChell, who's an amazing goaltender and can steal games as well. Uh, forwards, I think we're being slept on a little bit for our forwards. I think the biggest issue with our forwards was we couldn't get them paired well enough. Uh, we got everything prepared. Funny enough, we have our players in the chat going nuts. They're hot and horny. They're full availability for everybody. Our lines are literally perfect. We're ready to we're, – we're seriously ready to battle. I'm, I got to go with my own team here, and I think it's going to be a game seven as well. Six, maybe, and I'm. This it's so even. Like, this is going to be the series to watch. Mm-hmm. I think this is the only team where it's pretty well going to be the flip of a coin. Scory. Uh, well, I definitely agree that this is going to be the marquee matchup of round one. Uh, you got four and five, not separated by many points. Uh, both teams pretty decent all season. Um. This is a tough one for me, too. Um, I wish that these two teams weren't playing each other because if they weren't, I would pick both teams to go to round two, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but I, I, I said to myself coming into this that I had a sleeper pick, and my sleeper pick was Cape Breton to go on. I agree with Coast. I think their defense is probably – if not the best, pretty close to the best in the whole league. And we know how good defense is in uh, threes. Um, I, I agree. I think it's going to go seven games. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight one, but uh, I'm going to give it to Cape Breton. Moving on. All right, before we continue, I didn't get to say who's going to win. There, uh, who, okay, Coast, who's going to win? Okay, I, I was looking over the standings, and this is how I came over my decision here, okay? Cape Breton has given up 292 goals. Whereas Ontario's only given, well, not only, but they've given up 239. 
So I am going to honestly give the edge, the slight, slight edge to Ontario with a Game 7 win. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to jump in for five seconds, and I'm not chirping anybody, but I'm just going to say, Coast, Mac played how many 15 games at goalie, and Mac's not a goalie. I so I, the I, I think that's the I wolves, think that stat yeah. is a little skewed. I think if they had a, had a solid goalie in, no offense, Mac, not saying because you played no, pretty I good know, at goalie for it. a guy who doesn't play goalie, but if they had a solid goalie in there, like a, a stink wrinkles, a deport, a whatever, I think I think that number is way down from what it is. Well, it's gonna come to the first three games here, maybe even four. It's. They got a Cape Breton's almost got a split series with the top two lines of Ontario because, you know, you got you got Joey and Mar- or you know it's gonna be probably Joey and Desmarie or and uh, uh, Marky and Carter because they play together all the time is what I'm assuming. You know, it might not be that Wolves don't give up your lines here, but if that is it, they got they you know you got those two waves of really really strong offensive talent coming in against those goalies. You know, if they split series, Ontario's gonna take it. I think. Cape's got to get – they got to get two of those. I don't know. All right. So that'll be that for the playoff analysis. Before we get to the awards, which Coast will be narrating, we have one more series to discuss. The 10th place Toronto Goat versus the pile of dog shit I raked up this afternoon. Who's going to win that, Coast? <laughs> pile of dog shit all the way. Let's go. Okay, yeah, yeah. In four. I got my money on the goat. Oh, What? Yeah, uh, no, I got it, bro. It's a, it's a nice pile, I'm telling you. How nice of a pile? Oh, I don't know. It's too big, man. That dog shit. Like, was it a healthy protein shit or a juicy, dirty McDonald's runny shit? Because there's a difference. <laughs> All right. Coast, take, <laughs> take the old buddy. All right. So, as everyone in the Discord knows, that uh, we just had some of the awards released today. And we are going to go over them. And I didn't get one... a chance to defend my team, eh? I understand. No, I understand how, no. it, is. Sorry, sorry. I understand how it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give it close. So some of these were voted, you know, like uh, what is it, like the the, the Big David Award, you know, uh, team MVP. But then obviously some were easily decided by you know like the Gretzky Award, which was uh, Gibby with 120 points, you know. But a lot of these were voted. And we're going to give some other people in my uh, podcast team here a chance to speak on who they think should have won the award or if they agree with the award. And uh, we're going to start with uh, the President Trophy Award winners. Okay, well, <laughs> this one's kind of easily aside. It was none of it Nighthawks. You know, they got back-to-back wins. God bless those Nighthawks. Um, what do you guys think about that? I think Joe K. Ben should have won it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Can we go back a second? I wasn't fully paid attention. What? what, what oh my god! <laughs> There's not much you can say. It's straight, pretty straightforward. You know, they finished top of the league. It was a really, really tight race between Nunavut and Sarnia, and unfortunately, Sarnia had a really bad uh, season-ending night. You know, I think they lost two out of three guys, so they could have won it. They really could have won it. You know, 133 points for Nunavut, 131 for Sarnia. It you was know, a really tight race. You know. Coast, you have the biggest boner announcing your own team as the president's trophy winner. Right? Okay, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I have a boner listening to Coast announce that. So let's uh, let's fucking move on. All right, moving on. Grexky Award winner. We have Joe K. Joe K. Ben should have won it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't. Fuck. 
we have Gibby here with 120 points. My my computer just said I had to restart. That was scary for a minute. Gibby coming out of nowhere with 120 points, which was led by oh Joey isn't even in the top five anymore. Holy Joe was leading for about two weeks straight here. And then he just completely fell off, I guess. But whatever. Anyways, like Gibby got 120 points. And the next person was Razor Gods with 113. What do you guys think about Gibby's performance this season? Wasn't Gibby an I3 send down last season? Yeah. He was. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if he put up uh, – how many games did he play? Do you have that on, on your – on the screen, I believe coast? he played – he played 26 – ooh, 26 games. 26 games, 100 – fuck. Well, if he's putting up uh, over four points a game, like, damn, you know, consistently, good for him, you know. What team did he play? Bear Darrow. Bear Darrow. Oh, good on him, man. Uh, what do you guys good. think? What do you think, Corey? Give you his play. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you can't overlook what the stats are, right? Yeah. Regardless of who played who or how many games, the stats are the stats. Gibby walked up there with 120. Um, I, I, I neglected to mention this earlier, um, but that's a little bit concerning to me that Joe K. Ben was just killing it all the way. And now all of a sudden it seemed to drop down a bit. I know he had game cap thing and that's fair, but uh, he's going to have to bring it for Ontario in the playoffs. So they're going to do it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in agreement. Uh, Gibby stepped up huge in that last week and uh Got to give it to him. You can't deny the points. All right, moving on, moving on. We got the Great Eight Award with a back-to-back award win for Razor Gods. This was somebody that wasn't even in the top five for majority of the season, and then he just stepped his game up, and he went up to 71 goals. I'm pretty sure he passed his uh, – I think they are at 66 goals last season as well. Uh, another stat that Joey was leading for so long, he had 66 goals. He's sitting in second place, and Razor Gods passed him. And I'm pretty sure it was in the last two nights, Razor Gods made sure he came on and he would pass Joey, and he had 71. What do you guys think about Razor Gods? Um, go back, go back. Yeah, all right. Um, I think um, a lot of people are sleeping on this guy just a little bit here. I mean, I think he should have been nominated a bit more than what he did. Um and again, going back to the Joey thing here, I mean, it's easy to say he's been leading the league for a couple of weeks. He was pretty well maxed out in the first two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to lead the league for a little while if uh, Razor Gods didn't have the games played. And Tennessee stepped their game up over the last, you know, week or two there of the season. So, that's probably where a majority of his goals came from when they were doing really right. well like that. So. I think good for him. Um, he definitely knows how to put the goals up back-to-back. I mean, how can you argue that? You know what I mean? Guy is great. Should have been – he's the great eight. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing – yeah, the only thing I'll say is, you know, you, you keep dangling these awards in front of Joe's face and taking them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, issue, an issue with Joe the last few games of the season, and we had talked about it, is uh, – we actually ran him out of gas. We ran him into the wall with the game cap. And, and like, he did really well for the first, like, 20 or so games. And then it got to the point where we were overplaying him. And he felt it, too. He's like, man, he's like, I'm just like, I don't, I can't play three nights every week. Like, it's too much. You know, like, you know, you, we played him out pretty much. That's why he mm-hmm. kind of fell off at the end. And I think it is a real thing because uh, I consistently play over 20 games a season. And I, I even think playing 20 to 25 games a season is a bit much. For, for me, some guys love it, uh, but I see where Joe was coming from. 
Yeah. But, you know, uh, for Razor to put up 77 goals, man, that's nothing to fucking dust under the table. Like, that's good for him, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Scory. Scory. You want to say anything about Razor? I got nothing but love for Razor. I think he's been great. Um, I mean, I actually think he was better last season. Um, came out of nowhere, leading that Tennessee or not Tennessee. Yeah, he was on Tennessee. No, it wasn't Tennessee. It was uh, <laughs> um, what the hell is that Bertuzzi team name? Jackson. Whatever. Oh, fuck. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. There you go. Uh, Razor Gods was the only reason that team didn't fold. I mean, uh, can't say enough for Razor Gods. He's great up front. He can play D's in the net. I mean, you know, it was it was close, but again, you can't argue with the stats and the points. Simple as that. Right. All right, moving on to Brown here. Brown coming in, and he got the Jumbo Joe Award for season most assist. Now, I want to. I don't want to take anything from Brown, obviously, because he got sixty-two assists, which is no easy feat from anyone. He got uh, thirty-one goals, sixty-two assists, ninety-three points in twenty-six games. It's unfortunate that Veradero didn't make the playoffs. You know, I think that was a very big upset for a lot of people because they had a decent team, but whatever, it happened. But the one thing I want to say is I tried getting Turris to play just one or two more games on the season end, and he's like, Coast, like, I got LG, buddy. I got to, you know, they're doing some practices and shit, and he couldn't get on, and he wasn't home or whatever. But he was sitting at 61 assists, and he could have easily played three more games, and he would have had it. But sorry, Brown, but whatever. I mean, you still got 62 assists, so congratulations. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Brown here? Scory, you go first, man. You've been at the back of the pack the whole night. Uh, well, I mean, uh, if it was up to me, I'd probably go with Turris. I mean, uh, guy's a stud. I mean, what else can you say, man? He's uh, he's a great management. Uh, led his team to two firsts and a very close second the last three seasons. Um, and I mean, did I see the stat the other day that he did not lose one game this season? He lost playing on one D? game at the start, but then one game. Yeah. So that that tells you something right there. When that guy's on the back end, most likely you're not losing. So uh, for me, it's Turris all day. Uh, I got nothing bad to say about the guy at all. So wait, sorry, Coast, who won the award? So Brown did win the award, but Turris didn't even really get close to game capping. Okay, well, you know what then? Good for Brown. And fuck Turris, man. He didn't play the games. He didn't play the games. I don't care about how many assists he got per games. Brown won the award. Stop talking about Turris. Brown won the fucking award. Good job, Brown. Fuck you, Turris. Jesus. Hey, I was asked for alternate opinions, and my opinion is I think Turris showed this season. Hey, hey, hey. Someone's got to have Brown's back here, okay? He won the award. All right, well, Mac, 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 Mac. I'm not taking taking anything away from Brown at all. Nothing. I think he's a great player. But again, take it to the bank. Take it to the bank, man. You're right. You're right. Brown, if you're listening, buddy. Yeah, we see him brought up to her. Not taking anything away from him. But again, just just my opinion is I think, again, one loss all season. The points he put up, you got first. Yeah. If he wanted to be a ward, he should have fucking showed up. But he didn't. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Mac, and then moving on. Let's go. 
Okay, well, I'm going to uh, just make it a point here that uh, the award's based on the most assists. doesn't matter yeah. what games Brady won the assists. Finally, so, the voice congratulate, congratulations to Brown on winning the award. Yeah. With 27 games played or 13, you had 62 assists, you won the award. Congratulations. I feel bad for Veradero. They had uh, Gibby up there for 100 and some points, and this guy with 62 assists, that's impressive. Congratulations to them. Moving on, Coast. All right, moving on. And I love this guy's gameplay, man. So we got the Hashik Award winner. most The highest save percentage. And you had to have played at least 14 games played. All right? So we got the award winner for Fuse O. This guy faced 306. No, oh, no, sorry. He made 360 saves. That is over 100 more than the next person, which is Mr. Novo with 249. And Fuse still managed to take away the save percentage award with .744. And he plays for Texas here. He's absolutely putting this team on his back. I mean, this guy, you got nothing to say about, about him, man. He deserves this award easily. 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 You, you know, I feel, I feel like he could have attained that great save percentage in the first two weeks when Texas was a juggernaut. And then – you know, maybe maybe avoided a lot of bad games due to Texas forfeiting like the second half of their season. But good for him, man. If he faced that many shots and still put up a great save percentage, I can't take it away he from him. Up, he faced 484 shots, and he still came away with the highest save percentage. The second How many games did he person, play? 31. He played 31. Holy second, fuck. Wow, is sec- he fucking – Jesus. And the second-place person had 340 shots against – and then you got the third with 223 shots against. So compare those numbers, you know, fuse the 484 shots against. Man, unreal. This goalie is going to be talked about for a while, even after the season, you know. Get, uh, hats off the fuse here. So, uh, Scory, Mac, what do you guys think? Um, I, I honestly think that this was the – most runaway award of the whole season. Um, if I could have voted for Diffuse twice, I would have done it. Um, guy, guy had the games, he had the numbers, and this is part of my point with this Texas seven games is that Diffuse is allowed to play four games. Mm-hmm. You only got to win four games. If Diffuse is one of the few people in the entire I3, in my opinion, who could steal all four games. Yeah. So, Diffuse to me, and if you look down their goalie roster, they got a couple other guys who are, you know, can jump in there and steal a game as well. So, you know, Texas is good. I love Diffuse. I think he more than earned the award. And, uh, again, I would have given him two votes if I could have. So Texas in real life comparison to uh, Montreal Canadiens then? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, Could be. Could be, man. Uh, Montreal Montreal has worse offense. I'm sorry. I didn't know your name was uh, Mac there, Wolves. Whoa, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm – this this award, he well deserved it. I mean, I'm looking at the games, his uh, recent games there. It put up against Ontario in uh, 944 for one game and then a 909. Impressive. And Ontario was really hot then. He, out of 31 games, this guy had six bad games. Only one were below a 500. I mean, wow, dude. Like, the last game he played, he put up 
a 286, which is the only one that he was bad. It was against Chicago. But then you got to look at Texas's 2-1 win against Chicago where he put up a 941, 17 shots, one goal against. I mean, against That's Chicago. Really oh, man. Same against Nona, but he put up a 765 and a 750. Mm-hmm. I, this guy's got what it takes. He, he well deserved this award. Congratulations. All right. Wolves, you want to say any last piece? Or... Nope. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on to the Ben Bishop Award for the high, or lowest, <laughs> highest, <laughs> lowest GAA. We got Nix, which I don't even know if I said that right. I don't even know how you came up with that name. But anyways, we got Nitsch. You know, he's got 2.46 GAA. Now, this is somebody that was leading in the save percentage category as well, kind of similar to Joey when he was leading in a lot of awards as well. But, you know, Nitsch was leading for a couple of weeks there with the highest save percentage, and then he kind of dropped off in the last little bit, you know. But his GAA remained. He faced 166 shots, 46 goals against. At 2.46. Next person up was, uh, who was it here? Stink Wrinkles. He was pretty close, 2.98, but wasn't enough to beat Nitsch. What do you guys think here uh, about, uh, I'm not even going to say his name again. <laughs> um, I guess I'll take it over from here. Um, look, I, I, this guy's, uh, I think a lot of the issue with this guy is everyone's biased against him. Definitely doesn't have the personality of most. He's very unique end of the day the guy has really good stats he is a good player and a really good goaltender i think he definitely deserves this award he's playing on sarnia who's just absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal i mean especially that first line i'm sure that's where most of his games came from here um yeah, the guy's just the unit that you know look at uh fuse there he this it wasn't even close <laughs> like Stay yeah, actually, was the next person up. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look for 4. here. 4.30. Hmm. Yeah, and the guy has save percentage, which is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to have that many goals against and not have the save percentage to go with it, I mean, that's still good, but, like, that's a pretty low goal against the average. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well-deserved for sure. All right, Wolves, Corey? Uh, you know, good for him for having the lowest goals against. I think uh, – you know, I think that comes hand in hand when you're on a top team. It, uh, a goalie on a top team is going to have good stats. For him, leading the save percentage and then falling off, I think a big part of that attributes to the fact that he only played two lines. Like, we looked at their roster going into, like, the last half week. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they only had six guys that were playoff available. So I think the last maybe week or so, they did start to try and diverse their roster, and they, they did take – shouldn't have taken uh, in stride. Like we – like Ontario, we completely annihilated them in the last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know other teams did too, so I feel like that might be where his save percentage kind of fell off because he wasn't playing behind those same two lines that Sarnia kind of rode for the first three weeks. But regardless, uh, you know, good for him. It's not an easy award to get. Being goalie in threes is uh, shit, <laughs> as I know. And uh, I just think that's might have where his uh, save percentage kind of could have cracked a little bit. But good for him. All right, Scory. 
Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to chirp, uh, NXCH doesn't get a good season. Uh, I know like he's, you know, he's kind of just transitioned to a goalie in the last couple, couple seasons. You know what I mean? He used to be a, a forward. Um, so, I mean, he put up the numbers again, you can't argue with the stats. Um, stink wrinkles, I think probably had a harder go as Wolves was saying, um, being on a better team when you're a goalie, always helpful. Um, I'm not going to disagree with the award at all. Um, I The only thing that I a little bit question would be kind of the games played. Um, Stink Riddles had more games played. I think a bunch of other goalies had more games played. But again, the stats are the stats. And when he played, he brought it. And mm-hmm. there you go. He's got the award. Simple as that. That's it. Uh, Coast, was this goalie award also based on the 14 minimum? Yes. So, yeah, oh, okay. GAA okay. and Saber Sands are based off the 14 minimum. Now, we're going to be moving into uh, – Jesus, I just fucked that up. We're going to be moving into uh, the voted awards. This might open up a little discussion because I know not everyone agreed with, you know, there was very, very, very close votes in some of these awards. So, the first one was kind of a runaway. I don't know what you guys think, but McDavid Award awarded to the team MVP. So, we got Turris. And I just want to put in a correction here. He actually did lose three games, but he still won 18. So that's still an incredible record. Putting this team on his back. Tourist got the McDavid thoughts. And if you don't agree with the award, let us know. Uh, I'm just going to lead off, and I'm going to say uh, good for Tourist. Don't keep into the I was going to say that, but I can't say it every award, you know. But, you know, good for Tourist and uh, – that's all really, you know what, you know what, good for tourists, and I expect big things out of him in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. All right, Mac. Uh, what do you want me to say here? I mean, the, the your description on the award coast says it all. I mean, right. it was no doubt. That's why I pushed it in the voting. You know, there was a few people that should have been nominated that weren't. And I mean, realistically, even if they were there, Tourist takes it. Um, we did kind of have an original winner, but then we kind of shined a little bit of light on it to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't give this. We, we went overlooking it. Yeah, we, we, over, we definitely needed to look at things just a little bit more. We did look back on it. We pulled some records out. We put stats out. We put games played out. And this is all determined. And tourists absolutely deserve this in my opinion i don't think anyone really came close to it before we carry on for anyone that is watching and these are voted awards the person that owns the team is not allowed to be the deciding factor on that team so for example if tourists was like a 2-2 tie i'm not allowed to be the deciding break you know it's got to be a discussion amongst the guys here so just want to put that out there so there is no bias towards anyone i am Anyways, I, I, oh i actually think Sorry, man. I thought I actually think this one was like a steal. I actually think this one wasn't even close. I can't remember no, if it was but... this one. No, this one was pretty far fetched. All right, Corey. Um, I think I sucked Harris's dick enough earlier in the show, so I'm at 100 percent agreement. So uh, yeah, yeah. All right, moving, Let's on, move on. moving on. With the biggest runaway award, there was no one even close. We got the Matthews Award, which is awarded to the rookie of the season. Clear decision. Joey K. Ben, you know, he had an excellent showcase this season. You know, he had a what did he have 102 points in 26 games in his rookie year. You know, he was second place for so many scoring titles. 
you know, like the goals award and the points. Actually, sorry, fuck, I forgot he fell off of the points, but whatever. He was second place in goals. <laughs> he was second place in goals. You know, he earned it. I don't think there was a rookie that was even fucking close to this guy, man. Uh, do you guys? I think we all agreed on that, right? What do you guys think? Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't even close. Yeah, it wasn't was even close, award. dude. Yeah, he ran away with this one. The right, the, well, o- the this? only thing the only thing I will say against Joe K is that I wish he had had a better last week of the season because I think he could have actually been at the top of that points list. You know, game cap, know. I'm whatever. Looking, I'm looking at it now, Scory, and he put up 20 points in his last three games. Well, no, perhaps I'm mistaken yeah, then. No, yeah, because no, because 20 points. So I'm looking at right now, 20 points. 20 points in the last three games played? Yeah. Before but that, he did, did have a rough go, you know. But I think he only played three games in the last week of the season because of the game cap factor, right? Right. Unfortunate right. for him. Unfortunate for him because I think he could have been at the top there, but uh, no argument here. I think the guy was a stud all season, and uh, Ontario's going to be leaning on him in the playoffs for sure. All right. All right, there. Well, it's time for you to, you know, get his dick hard. Here we go. It's your guy. Go. Uh, well, you know, Joe K. Van's a great guy, and uh, I taught him everything he knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not a goalie. <laughs> Is that all you got to say about Joey here? Neither. All I got to say. All I got to say. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. I mean, some of these were really big, you know, just takeoffs here, you know, easy deciding factors. So, uh, St. Louis Award, another uh, runaway award here. Nikki P. This guy is an amazing guy. I love Nikki, man. He's such a nice guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he earned this award easily. You which, know, which he, which is this award for, Coast? Oh, sorry, sorry. St. Louis Leadership Award. So he had really good, just you know, leadership around the the Discord and the the locker rooms, and you know, when he showed go showed good uh, sportsmanship. You know, he's just a great guy, and I think he earned this award easily. What do you guys think? Uh, I. I think he's a great. I think he's definitely a great sport. I've never really uh, seen anything negative out of him. The only, I guess, criticism I would have about Nikki is he's got a big heart, and I think mm-hmm. it's uh, that is it. Mac attack. Um, sorry, I had a really uh, dirty joke in mind there that I'm not going to share. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I think this guy definitely deserved it. I, it, it, it this one was a little bit difficult for me because I really wanted to vote Smooth on this one because Smooth's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. But saying year, that, I mean, Nikki P literally wanted me to. I wanted to rip myself off dealing with Nikki P. It was <laughs> the guy's just too nice, man. I wanted to rip myself off in a fucking tree. It was stupid as shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's just the way I feel. All right, big uncle. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, Nikki P, great dude. Uh, I kind of agree, though. I think, as I said earlier in the show, I think uh, Hart might be a little too big, a little too nice at times. Sometimes you got to put that hammer down on guys and get shit done. Uh, but he's a newcomer to the league. He's going to learn. First season owner. Um, I, 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 I'm in full agreement with the award. Alrighty, moving on. Nikki, congratulations. So next we have the Lynchstrom Award, which is an award for the top demon of the season. And this season it was uh, Bevy Merchant. You know, another runaway award here. He got all the votes. You know, no one voted against him. 
So, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, you got we're all on the same page here. Uncle will start this one out. Um, now, I think we we could all agree, and I think a lot of people listening to this will agree that. Sardia did come in with the best tip. I think they stirred the pot a little bit, ruffled people's feathers, whatever. But again, can't argue with the stats. Uh, Bevy was fantastic on D. Uh, kind of, I, I think, kind of led his team. You know, I know they got dumped in. I know they got a couple other guys that were there, but Bevy led the team, put them into second place. And, uh, you know, as Co said earlier, two points away from, from, you know, tying and winning the Presidents Cup. Uh, this team's a keeper. Um, if these guys can chill out a little bit in the chat, I, I think these guys are here to stay, and uh, I I would agree with the award. However, as I said earlier, I think Turris should have been right there in consideration as well. But I don't disagree with the award at all. Turris is a forward, though. That's a problem. He played a lot of center games, so he got eliminated for it. There you go. All right, moving on, Mac. Uh, this one here, I think um, the late draft, we picked up uh, Twilight there. And Fly is uh, definitely one of the better de- defense in the game, too. Fly has played a lot of forward as he is wanting to play forward more. That's why yeah, we're really switching it up with Sins, Crusade, and D, and Fly forward. And it's been absolutely lethal. Um, definitely, if Twilight had been here a little bit longer, and uh, the argument was his game's plays. Everyone wasn't up. Everyone was upset that he didn't get nominated because of that. Um, if he if he had been considered, that would have been my vote. My vote Twilight, but after him, I put Bevy as he's been an animal for Sarni. I think that's like the biggest success, and he's a good owner. So carrying the back end for sure on the oh, Sarnia. dude, hundred hundred percent. Without a doubt, Bevy. If we're not putting Twilight in the factor mm-hmm. here, Wolves. Final words for Bevy. Uh, congratulations to him. You know, he's led a great team and he's played a great game on defense. Uh, I just want to say to all the other defensemen out there, especially the first liners, um, even though Bevy swept the votes, there were a lot of other guys that were brought up for discussion. It was not, yeah, it, was. It, it was not just, a, oh yeah, Bevy took it. No, there was, I think actually the Listrom award, that, that was our biggest discussion out of all the awards. The award, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations, Bevy, but every other defenseman out there, we know it's a ship position, and we were thinking about you. Now, moving on to the Lemieux Award. This was a, this was a much tighter award. I mean, this came down, down to Gibby, Gibby and, Joey. and Joey. I am echoing on someone here. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Uh, this came this down came to down Gibby to... and Joey. I'm echoing again, man. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, Mac. I'm too. All what? right. All right. <laughs> this is so fucked now. All right. Gibby and Joey. All right. We're good. I'm not echoing anymore. This was a really, really tight vote. You know, it, it came down to a slight edge with Gibby earning it. You know, he he came out of nowhere as well, just like Joey. But, I mean, he just, you know, finishing top points, you know, 120. It was hard not to give it to him. You know, he did really good, and, you know, I wish he, we could have seen him in the playoffs, but can't take that away from him, I guess. You know, what do you guys think? I'll take it off here. Uh, for Gibby winning this award, congratulations. You, you definitely earned it. Uh, uh, you know, Joe K. Ben didn't get it, man. He didn't get it. Gibby outplayed him. Uh, I know Gibby's been around, and, yeah, I got, I got nothing – 
nothing but compliments for him. That's what I'm saying. Scory? Uh, I agree with Wolves. I don't have anything bad to say about Gibby. Like I said earlier, he turned it on last week, but uh, I'm going to disagree on this one. I think uh, I think Joey should have had this award. This is the one category that I think he should have took. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, again, congrats to Gibby. Uh, had a great, you know, obviously a great season with 120 points, but especially a last, you know, good seven to ten days of the season. Um, deserve the award, but uh, if I had to choose myself, I would have given it to Joey. And Matt. Yeah, see, I completely disagree here. I think uh, Gibby definitely deserved it. There was a couple other people I think should have been nominated for this award that nobody even – it was brought up. We kind of ended a discussion thing. Um, my personal opinion, I don't even I think, think Joey think should have been nominated, nominated for, this. for this. And here's the echo. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't even think Joey should have been nominated for this really. I think there was better uh, names on the list that just weren't put up there. Don't get me wrong. He's had a great season. Phenomenal player, too, but I, I just don't think it was as good as the rest that should have been up there. I think Razor Gods mm-hmm. definitely shouldn't take it into consideration here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and congratulations to Gibby. He definitely earned it, though, in my opinion. I think with a different, few different names, it would have been a tough call, but no, Gibby, with the list we have here, Gibby for sure. Alrighty, moving on to an award that, again, was very close and a name that we haven't talked about yet. So I'll let you guys know who he is in a minute. But uh, the Brodeur Award. Uh, Fuse got his second award here. He was the backbone of the Texas Wranglers. He played over 20 games, which now I realize it was 31 games. And he managed to walk out with the highest save percentage as well. So he, he, was, uh, he got the slight edge here for the Brodeur Award. But honestly... I'm going to go against here, and I I think Stink Wrinkles, yes, Stink Wrinkles should have got this award. You know, he had a 2.98 uh, goals, goals against average. You know, he was in both categories, second and third. So second for the goals against, third for the save percentage with a .731. You know, he was consistent in both categories. categories. And uh, he had 17 wins. You know, he was tied for first there. So he was he was right along the ride. I feel like he should have got it. And he was snubbed, but you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, sorry, oh, yeah. Coach. What, what is the Brodeur Award again? Sorry, we went through so many awards. I know. Goalie sorry, I got to start saying that. Brodeur, Brodeur, yeah, goalie of the season. Goalie of the season. Uh, Diffuse won it. Yeah. Uh, well, my opinion, just short and sweet, man. Good for him. Uh, like you said, he fucking he played a lot of games and he stopped a lot of pucks. Good show, man. Um, I, this one here, um, I'm going to get a lot of hate one. on this one here. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I know. I agree with you. Uh, Mac, this, this you one here can't was nominate a... yourself, Mac. What's that? <laughs> I said you can't nominate yourself. No, I'm definitely not going <laughs> out there. That's for damn sure. If it was against my, if it was for my series against Ontario Reign, easily I was the fucking best player here. I would have got gold in the season. If but, the um, award if the award was for desperation saves, Mac wins all day, oh, all day, all day. I, absolutely, I'm in your head, rent free, goalie tripping and all. Um, but, no, uh, definitely, you can't sleep on stink wrinkles on this. I mean, the guy is there in every category, dude. He's a machine. He's, he's got numbers. He's got wins. Like, 
But the fuse. Here's the thing with the fuse, and I, this is why I think he deserves it. Yeah, Texas succeeded at first; they were good. But here's the thing: this guy put numbers up against teams that were in Chicago. That you know, maybe that's going to be huge. That guy beat Chicago. That's going to be. Yeah, that that's a big thing here. I think he deserves it. This is such a hard award. To give. This boat was so hard. But I did give it to the fuse, so I stick Score? to my vote. I think he deserves it. Well, I I agree with Mac. This is probably one of the most difficult awards to vote on. Um, not taking anything away from Stinkwrinkles, uh, you know, great goalie, great guy, great player. Um, but again, diffuse. I mean, you're talking about games. I mean, the season 66 games, he played almost half the season. Probably one of the only reasons that ten- or Tennessee, that Texas is in the playoffs at all, yeah. based on this guy That's alone. Um, I mean, we can talk numbers all day, second, third, fourth, one, whatever. But, I mean, this guy should have probably been in, in, in contention for the MVP of the season for his team because this guy, um, he probably carried, like I said, he probably carried Texas to the playoffs. Um, and big part of the reason I'm, I took, went against the grain and took uh, Texas in seven games. So uh, I think the, the award is well-deserved and congrats to him. Then. Right, I just want to on. say, I want to say one more thing quick. Coast, sorry. Uh, I just want to point out since y'all are bringing up stink wrinkles a lot, you all must have been taking some stupid pills because remember in the draft, we got him 10th round. Yeah. Steal nice, the job, draft. nice job, Peacock. Nice job, Peacock. the draft. Hey, I'm, I'm voting for Stinkerbogus here, man. I think he should have, you know, he should have had it. I'm on your side. But uh, anyways, uh, coming down to the final three awards here, we got the Newcomer Award. Now, then, man, this was, sorry, this was the biggest runaway award here. You know, it wasn't even close in the voting. It was Sarnia Steel Wings with uh, Bevy Merchant and uh, Just Dump It. But actually, Bevy messaged me today, and he actually said he wanted to add in somebody. I'll do a shout-out here. It was, uh, who was it? Nacho. Nacho. What is his gamer tag? Is it just Nacho? No, he, he just changed. Yeah, he just changed. Verona already. So I'm going to do a shout out to Verona. Apparently he acted more like the GM, I guess. So I don't know, a little dirt inside. I don't know. But uh, shout out to those uh, three or two or whatever the hell. But uh, either way, they're all newcomers here. And they took their team to second place, almost first. Almost first. You know, they had a rough last night, but that's okay. I mean, they still did really good. And they're going to be a contender in the playoffs. And these guys are new, man. Never owned before. You got to give it to them. You know, they had the six to one uh, voting ratio. They did good. They did good. What do you guys think? Um, I'm going to agree 100%. Uh, I thought Sarnia was the uh, top class on the new block this year. Uh, they played great. Uh, I wish there had been a little less issues in the chat with those guys. Uh, but again, like I said earlier, they're going to learn how it is and how it runs in I3. Um, if they stick around, um, I would assume that this team is going to be here to stay. Um, great job by Bevy and uh, Dump It uh, and Vrana as well. Um, great season. It's it's pretty tough in this league with the amount of competition to just walk in here and just jump into almost first place, uh, second place. But uh, I think this, this team's here to stay. Good job, guys. Wolves? Uh, 
you know, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet like I've been doing. And, I mean, brand-new owners, second place, fuck. Good job. The award is well-deserved. I thought you were going to end it off with that fuck, but you didn't. Fuck! I'm going to agree here. They definitely deserve the award. The phenomenal owners. I, I think what the biggest thing here is um, everyone saying, oh, walking out with three new owners. These guys know so many players. I mean, they're very talented themselves. They've been around LG and everything for a while. They know mm-hmm. who's good and they know who's bad. Um, they got a lot of their buddies on their team. <laughs> what a yeah, great how, call that was. I mean, like, how, how, can you how about that I that? deal, you know? What's that? <laughs> I said, how about that I Hudster deal? That I Hudster deal. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I'd also like to say that we <laughs> we exactly what Max said. We called this on the opening howl that they may have some dudes they brought in that nobody knows. So, on Max's point, I agree. But again, congrats to Sarnia, great season. All right, moving on. Uh, we got the Scotty Bowman Award for Management of the Season. You know, none of us got the back to back here, but you know, I appreciate everyone who voted for me and the tourists. Um, I just want to say, you know, I think the thing that works out for us is the fact that, you know, Turris has the better thumbs for sure. And he, you know, he just allows me to do the ownership things of like the trades, the drafts, the pickups, all that stuff. And he goes out there and he goes out with the guys and, you know, he just teaches them, he coaches them and he really like, he makes everyone around him better. You know, I think we can all agree with that. And it just works out for us. You know, he's a good guy, he's a good friend. And uh, I really thankful for him. You know, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. So uh, I don't know. Shout out to Juris there. Uh, what do you guys think? This award, this award, uh, <laughs> was the most fucking rigged award in the bunch. Oh, 100%. oh shut up! This was rigged. This was rigged to the tits, man. That's yeah, all. We we didn't even get to vote on it. it was only yeah. This was so rigged. I mean, you had so many other great management teams. Ah. Uh, Good you for voted. you guys voted on it. I can look at the votes right now. I don't want to hear your shit. Yeah, no, Story. nobody wants to hear about your team Story. chat. Let's just well, give all the awards to I'm going to say, like, off the top, I think the management of the season award should be done at the end of the playoffs because, well, I, I might be a little biased from last season, but uh, um, I mean – the only reason I'm going against Niven on this is because we know that they already have a good team. First place, second place, first place, last three seasons. We know these guys know how to manage. I didn't really see any crazy moves or big plays from them. They just had a solid team. They got a couple depth guys. And, and, you know, again, I think Nunavut's the uh, overall favorite here. Um, but uh, I thought there was a couple other teams that might have had better management. And again, I hate to say it, but I mean, you know, when Nathan came back on Tennessee, he made a few good moves. Those guys were dead to rights a week and a half ago, and they, you know, made some moves, did some stuff, got the team in the playoffs. Not saying Tennessee should have won, but I think there's a few other teams down the list that might have done a little bit of a better job because we know we know what Nunavut's bringing to the table. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. good right, job, well, Nunavut. Good uh, job, he, but, you he know. Added that, he added that score. Oh, uh, I'm just looking through your vote. You, you, 
you voted for on uh, Ontario. Do you want to care to speak on Ontario and why you think they should have won the award? Uh, well, I thought I thought I thought Ontario had a pretty good team, and I thought they made some great RA picks and a couple big trades at the end to like kind of solidify their second third lines there. Um, I know I earlier said that I think Cape Breton's beaten Ontario, but again, like Ontario's that sort of team. They got the depth, they got the players. I could see Ontario going to the final. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, oh, that's you, it for me. Bored. Again. Nothing against Nunavut at all. I, I, I just think that this is a show we've seen before. And I everyone knows you're great owners and you make the moves and you do whatever. But I think there was a couple other teams lower that did did more on the management side right. to get themselves into a spot. Um, so that's where I lie. Take it to the uh, grave, Scory, not the bank. You selfish <laughs> prick. All right, moving Take on. Take it back. to the grave, goat. Um Here's my thing with this. Um, none of it definitely, I think, deserved it. They made they, they did make some pretty big moves here. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the only thing I – my vote for this was Sarnia. And my reason mm-hmm. for that was Sarnia, you know, they made, a, they made a lot of trades. Arguably, they probably made one of the most trades. Um, the thing is here – Sarnia brought guys in that they play with and for Kem. It's working for them. I mean, it worked. I think they just needed an attitude adjustment, like Scory's been saying earlier with some of the things they said, but that's a completely different issue than what they are. They are definitely follow the rules. They read the rules. They've been doing everything to their... I don't even think they forfeited a game this season as well. They've been Mm -hmm. doing what they can to make their team good. That's why Sarnia got my vote on this. I think they definitely got slept on a little bit here. Ontario would have been my next one, and along with Chicago slash Tennessee after that. Um, that's my thoughts on it. All right, moving on, Wolves. Well, Scory just disconnected. Uh, for the management award? Oh, man, good for you guys. You know, I... I'm just going to say that. I, I think Nunavut has always had good management, and uh, they've shown it by being a top team the last couple of seasons. What, uh, you know what? I, I, will va- I will feel this award is valid if Nunavut makes it past the first round. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, I want to just talk about one thing here, and I, I'm surprised that they didn't get one vote. And that is um, – where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Chicago. I – why? I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't get a vote. I mean, they had they put together a good team. You know, third place. You know, what do you guys think? Do you think they should have been a little bit higher in the votings, or uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think you made it. You make a good point. And and when you guys were kind of going back and forth about this award, Chicago did uh, cross my mind. Um. You know, uh, I don't really know what to say. Like, they were good management. Uh, they did have a good season. I know they had a really uh, shit first week there. They were down in, like, seventh or eighth. They turned it around. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I think Chicago played a good season, uh, and I think they did it. They just got their lines together, and they just grinded out the wins. Um, 
so they were kind of low key, I think, in that sense. They didn't make a lot of big moves or uh, anything like that. Really, like they didn't. They were really low key. There was never a lot of attention surrounding Chicago. So I feel like that's why they might have been overlooked, even though they they obviously are a very capable management team. I think they were just kind of low key with uh, with how they handled the season, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think that's maybe how they got overlooked. You know, because I don't I don't think they got any votes. No, they didn't. It was a. Uh... Zero yeah, like, for, uh, Chicago. I, yeah. So I, I don't think it's from lack of skill or lack of uh, competence or credibility. I think they were just, I think they were just low key. Mm-hmm. Mac, what do you think? Um, I, I do agree. I think they were a little bit low key here. Um, and the main reason they didn't get my vote that Sarnia got it here was I just feel like Sarnia was a little bit more active in you know, making a little bit of moves here and there to get a little bit better. And standing-wise plays a big factor in it, too. Cerny is ahead of them in standings, which doesn't play the biggest impact on it, I guess, but it's, like, a little bit because it was kind of neck and neck. Mm-hmm. But I was also kind of – I was debating on giving it to Ontario as well. But then, I mean, like, you know, he got crap bag on, as a player. He's terrible. He's trash. He's shit. He's worse. So <laughs> – I said, fuck that. All right, boys. Moving on. We lost Scory here, but that's okay. We can finish it off. Take the Uh, bank. Final award. Shout out to Scory. You know, it sucks to kind of be here, man. Come on. Final award here. All right. We got the comeback award. And this one was a a long... What do you want to say, Wolves? What do you want to say? I want to say that shame on everybody else who voted on this award because Cape Breton won it. And they were, not, they were not even nominated until I had to get all pissed off and make a scene. You know, so shame yeah. on everyone else because Cape Breton went from being a pile of shit to fifth place. Which I, I did it last season. You know what? It, it's it's stressful and it's a lot of work. And I completely think Mac and his boys deserve this fucking award. Shame on everyone else. Shame. All right. So someone that had an opposite opinion here. You know this was this this award was uh this one was the longest discussed. You know this went on for a couple hours. Uh, it was back and forth, back and forth. Like Will said, you know he had to, he had to mention Cape Breton. I was one that voted for Tennessee and I had a couple of people that were voting for Tennessee and a couple of people voted for Kate Brennan. And then they took off with the one vote majority there. You know, Tennessee was like at the bottom of the fish barrel for the longest time, three weeks, you know, and they literally crawled themselves out of a fucking hole and made the playoffs in seventh. I don't know. I think, you know, the fact what they did in just a short two weeks thought that, you know, I thought they earned themselves the comeback award, but you know, Whatever, I guess. Kate Brown was another good team. Both both of them had great, great, great comebacks. You know, I just stuttered there, but both of them had uh, great comebacks. It was, it was a hard award, you know. You know, it was a very tight vote, but uh, I think I would have given my edge to Tennessee, but can't beat the votes, you know. Mac, talk about your team here, buddy. Yeah, you, right. won the, so you won the comeback award. These poor bastards had to deal with me the last couple weeks being bad cop because of Wolves' fucking – wife or him throwing me under the bus against my own team. They also had to to deal with you being a goalie, too. 
Don't forget that. Yeah, that's that's even worse. <laughs> you guys had to deal with playing against me as goalie, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, dude, this I just want to give a massive shout out to the guys. I think um, they deserved it more than anybody. I we couldn't have done it without them. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think anyone that Tennessee definitely should have been up for like the next up for sure. But I think the biggest thing everybody was sleeping on us a bit for with this is definitely we have the better roster for one, two. We were two points or one point ahead of Tennessee at the end of week two, which Tennessee beat us two and one in the series to keep it that way. And that was a big factor. We had a decent line out in Tennessee still done it against us. You know, they still weren't that horrible then against other teams against us. They were good. Um, we were after that, we just went on the mission from there. We, we put it together, we pulled it together. We got our shit together and we went from 11th place way up to fifth place. We had two 10 game win streaks. And in the last few weeks there, I think our record was 15, 16, one, two. It was a great record. Um, that was the biggest part of our success, especially in the late draft. I think we really pulled it together. So I think for people to – I think we got a slept on just a little bit there until Wolves spoke up and kind of said it. Um, that's – Tennessee definitely up next up for us. They went off for sure. But I think we definitely deserved it. All righty. So that concludes the awards. I mean, we got the O'Reilly Award, which will be the playoff MVP, which we will talk about on the the final podcast of the season. You know, that's still a couple weeks away, but uh, we'll deal with that award when it comes. But, uh, yeah, Wolves, if you want to do your closing statements here. And, uh, yeah, you know, thanks for letting me do this. Yeah, man. Uh, so, everybody – Give a big shout-out to Coast in the chat, man. Uh, he definitely spearheaded these awards. Me, Max, Corey, uh, Nathan, Ram. We were all, uh, you know, we voted and we gave opinions. Uh, every award was discussed thoroughly, some a little more than others, but there was no, none of them were taken lightly, and Coast, uh, Coast did step in and make sh- made sure that any biased opinions were kind of told the fuck off. So... Shout out to Coast, man. He did a really good job with the awards. Uh, he, he did the graphics himself. He also did them last season, so he is definitely the guy to thank for the awards. As I said, everyone else was just kind of uh, a helper. And uh, so, uh, just to wrap it up quickly, things uh, we're thinking none of it. Sarnia, Chicago, and uh, you know the the Texas Ontario, but uh, not. Sorry, my bad. Ontario Cape Breton series is the only one where everybody is kind of on the fence. So we'll see what happens next week. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody.